You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Rise and shine, football fans. Welcome to Morning Footy presented by Degree. It won't let you down, just like me, Michelle. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Michelle. Uh, you guys got to watch every day. So you get these jokes. <laughs> I know. If you're if you're in it, then you would, yeah. you would understand that reference. Disrespectful. Now, Nigel Rio Coker was on for Charlie yesterday and called me Michelle. And I... I was offended. I was offended for you. Anyway, I'm Susanna. You Susanna Collins. Respect Susanna Collins. Thank you. Thank you. I've been hosting the show since the jump, so mm-hmm. you know, just wanted to clarify. I, I think you're Susanna. doing a great job. Thanks, Susanna Collins. <laughs> Susanna yeah, Collins. Just so Thank you, Alexis Guerreros. <laughs> Thank you, Miko Cantor. I can't believe they didn't have your back yesterday. Charlie Davis. Why are you throwing us under the bus? I'm just saying, I thought bit. you guys were real teammates. Yeah. yeah. She gave Nigel you know? the heat straight up, and it was, it Trust was me, what it was. Susanna didn't need no backing up. <laughs> no, I know she that. don't need no backing no. up, but y'all could have done a little bit more for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we could have. So that's all I'm saying. You know my name. I got you. Thank you, Chuck. Day Good one. to have you back. Day one. Good, Good to be back. <laughs> uh, so yesterday was a big day for, for many reasons. We had the completion of match day one of UEFA Champions League, but also the debut of Kicking It featuring our very own Charlie Davies. What only one is a first <laughs> episode. A it was game. awesome. No, so, so this is a, a new show that we're launching on the Galazzo Network, and it's you and Clint and Kate and Moadu, and you guys just sit down with some of the greatest players in the game. Thierry Henry was the inaugural guest. And I think what struck me so much, Charlie, watching this was just the, the ease in which a guy, like Thierry Henry seemed human. And when, when a player is, is that good and has been sort of that revered, sometimes it's almost like they become like a, a deity, you know? Like yeah. you can't really touch them. And, and he, you guys were able to, to humanize him in, in such a way that made him, it made him more accessible. It made me understand him a little bit more. It was fascinating. But I also just want to give you so much credit because um, your story that you shared about the relationship with your dad and what you went through as a kid and your, your journey to, to get to where you are was, it's just so remarkable. And it's, you've been so open about it and so brave. And you spoke about it on the episode, just saying you know, how it was important to you to share it so that people don't feel so alone. And I just think it, it's so emblematic of the type of person that you are. And it made me really emotional as just your friend and, and colleague. But I just wanted to say that thank you for, for sharing because it was tremendous and really powerful and important. So thank well you. done, Charlie No, Davis. thank you. I, I uh, when I was watching yesterday, 
you know, we hadn't seen a any clips or we, we, we didn't get a chance to, to watch the show before. So I was watching it for the first you time since the conversation any, that no, we had. You hadn't seen had. anything from no. it? No. <gasps> so this was fresh eyes for you Fresh too. eyes. Wow. And one, uh, I want to commend the team for putting together that the whole show because, I mean, the, the cuts, the, the music. Oh, the like, editing was The incredible. editing was absolutely incredible. So um, shout out to the team. But I think, you know, more importantly, I felt the emotion watching. I was, I was tearing up. Uh, my wife was sitting next to me. She was tearing up. And, you know, I, I spoke with Thierry this morning about, about last, the, watching the show last night. And, I, and he asked me about the inner child. You know, Charlie, as a, as a kid, going through all the things that, that I went through, you know, you're forced to change, you, you learn a lot, but where is that inner child now? And I said, that inner child was re-watching the show last night, and he had the biggest smile on his face, mm. because I am getting a chance to, you know, fulfill my prophecy of becoming a professional soccer player and football player, and also hanging out with my idol. Like, I'm tight with my idol. Like, who, who gets to say that? It's yeah. wild. Crazy. Crazy. So, um, you know, I, there's so much courage that goes into the show because you got to be open, you got to be vulnerable. And as, as good as part one was, part two. Heavy. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> get, get your tissues ready. Oh, man. I was. Yeah, I was not expecting to be, for it to be it was, so emotional. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be a fun conversation. I know all these people. They're good. This is a fun group. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, what the? <laughs> I will say from another perspective, hearing you talk about your relationship with your father, in a way, is a little healing to people like me who grew up like me who didn't have a dad, who was like, man, all right. You know, sometimes people who grew up without fathers think, oh, you don't get that. No one taught me how to play baseball. I had to learn by myself. I literally learned to play catch by throwing the ball in the air. Like, those little things like learn to shave. Obviously, I did a terrible job of it. Like, those things you do by yourself, you know what I mean? Because you don't have anyone there. And you think it's all the good stuff you miss. And you think everyone who has a dad is like a Rembrandt painting. But then you hear no. stories like yours, and you're like, all right, maybe I dodged the bullet, too, mm. you know? Maybe there's some, maybe some of the pros, yeah, I missed, but some of the cons. So it's really powerful that you tell that story, because I think on both sides, people grew up with fathers that had a complex relationship like you did, and people who maybe didn't have any relationship at all, I think you're like, all right, maybe, maybe I dodged a bullet here. Like, I, I look back at my childhood and, and currently, you know, I am so fortunate to have a father and a mother in my life because a, a lot of people don't have mm -hmm. both or one. And, you know, as, as, as much of, uh, you know, some of the hardships that I've had to overcome and deal with and, and um, you know, have those conversations with, with my, my brother, because I think my brother suffered a lot of trauma from, from it, and he handled it in a different way than I did. But I look at my relationship with my father, and I'm grateful, because I love, I, I love him, like, as if we had a great relationship from, from the day one. Like, I look at some of those problems that he had to deal with, and, and um, I, I hold no, no grudges, there's Man. no regrets, um, you know, we, I, we talk almost every day. So my mother and my father, the fact that they're still together, still alive, still healthy, remarkable. Wow. Um, is remarkable in itself. But um, family's family, and it's, mm. it's complicated. Family's always complicated, but um, I appreciate my parents. They watch every single day, so I love you. Mom and dad, I know, you're, I know you're watching and supporting wow. me, so... Um, yeah. Chuck, if whatever. episode two is more emotional than that, I don't even know. <laughs> I might wear a seatbelt. Crazy, I mean... <laughs> From what I've learned from Chuck, man, you're so transparent with everything that's happened in your life. And there's people that 
might have these traumatic experiences because you've had traumatic experiences and they closer up, but the happiness, and we've said this already on the show and, and I've said this to you in person, but the way that you've decided to take that all in, understand what happened to you because that's key and show your vulnerability and instead of that really take you off the path that you wanna be on, you've decided to take it in your own way and let it identify you. You know that that's part of your past. And then almost like pay it forward. I see how the way that, how happy and the happiness that surrounds your family right now, your family nucleus, your wife, your kids, considering all that trauma you've been through and you allow yourself to be vulnerable and truthful and transparent. That it takes a lot from, from somebody. It's, you, you could have been a completely different Charlie Davis, man. That's for sure. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and sure. I honestly could have been like believe me, it. dude. It could have gotten like a horrible rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, on, honestly, when we have dinner with, with Mariana and, and, and Charlie starts telling his stories, and then at the end, at the end, there's always a laugh. At the end, the, yeah, there's a lesson to be told, and there's something to understand, something deeper, maybe even darker. And Mariana and I are like, Wow, like mm -hmm. I, I can't believe Charlie is the way he is because it's incredible to just take all the, the strides that you have in your life and that vulnerability, then you put it on a show, you know, it says, look, if Charlie can be this vulnerable, we all can be this vulnerable yeah. and, 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 be, and be honest with ourselves. So uh, it, was, it was a great episode great, one. Great work. Made us all very proud, Charlie. So Thank well you. done. Cannot wait for uh, the second installment next week. When is it? Would yeah. we know? Next is Wednesday. The next Wednesday? I, I would, I would, maybe we... it drops a little sooner because okay. we, might, we might be yeah, we don't know calling time a game. Yet, but yeah, exactly. There might be something going on. Yeah, there might be some, some big game going anyway, on. Anyway, stay tuned for part two of the Thierry Henry episode. But um, yeah, tremendous stuff, Chuck. Well done. Thank well you. done. All right. Shall we get into some soccer? Oh, yeah. Some yeah. football? All right. We uh, match day one of UEFA Champions League wrapped up yesterday. Here's a look. At the results from Wednesday, Real Madrid with the 1-0 win over Union Berlin, Galatasaray, Copenhagen, a 2-2 draw. Bayern Munich, 4-3 over Manchester United. And that's the game that we are going to chat about right now. I think we all went into this game thinking that Bayern were the favorites, especially based on early season form from Manchester United and Leroy Sané. We weren't wrong. Don't forget the layoff from Harry Kane, uh, but Onana. That sets the tone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sets the tone. De Gea, you move on from because of mistakes, and, and here Onana fumbles it up, and then this... Serge Gnabry. I mean, the player that left Arsenal that I missed the most, Serge Gnabry. Well, he was still young. He was young. But then Hoyland gets one back for United, and you're, you're thinking, okay, maybe there's a chance for them to get back in. There's hope. And this kept happening throughout the, the game. Yeah, neither keeper was good, by the way. Oh, no. and, and this, this is just unfortunate. This, it, oh. You know, I felt for Christian Eriksen here, and who else mm. steps up by Harry Kane, blasts it home. And now he gets his first Champions League goal for Bayern Munich over Man United. It's, it's fantastic. And then there was another couple late goals. But ultimately, Bayern were in control of this match. Yeah. And, and the late goals from United were, it, it made the scoreline look a little bit better. But Bayern were superior to do United. You, do you take any positives? I'm trying to think of this from a, a Manchester United point of view. I think we all said we didn't think Manchester United would even get to the point of being able to put up three of a, a, up against mm -hmm. um, Bayern Munich. And I'm trying to think, yeah, Onana had a horrific day. I mean, he took ownership of it. He took the responsibility. Certainly you move on from that, but is there any positive you can draw from this? The back line looked inefficient, ineffective. 
Casemiro got two goals. Maybe you could take something from that. But if you're a Manchester United fan, you walk away from putting three on Bayern Munich at their house, and there's yet still no positives to take from this. What, Begistri got to start? Is that it? Yeah, it's difficult. And I think 4-3, the fact that Manchester United scores three reflects on where Bayern is at the moment, too. Right. They're great offensively, but still, they also need a little bit more structure, more organization. We were talking that Bayern isn't there yet. They're prolific. They're very scary up top. They've got speed. And when they get in behind, they, they can punish you. Manchester United, man, they have a lot of questions to be answered. It just... The fact that your goalkeeper is making that mistake. I, I said it on the Golasso show. How ironic is it that Ten Hag brought in Andrew Nana because he can play better with his feet, but you need a goalkeeper that plays better with his hands. If the dude's not stopping goals, then, then what's the point? I understand that from it's a starting point in the attack, but first things first. And Manchester United aren't getting the first things first done. So we'll see how they react at Burnley. You asked me. If we got a spectrum, in mm-hmm. cr- a crisis spectrum, New England Revolution's on a one. Oh, God. <laughs> United is at a 10. Yeah, I asked, where How, are you? Where the, the magnet, where is it pulling? And I said, it's much closer to the New England Revolution point. This was a week. Not, but after, after that and after the weekend, it's, United is, is, is pulling towards their side, it's too. Still not, still not that crazy. It's still not that crazy, but, but Reds are going to make the playoffs at the end of the day. Yeah, but yeah. it is an institutional that crisis. Crazy. But Manchester United, just it feels like everything is going wrong for them. They have to, they have to I would say, win at Burnley. Well, it's, it's, not only, it's not only bringing in Onana as a keeper to come in and, and save the day and, and build out of the back and better with his feet. But Anthony, too. you got to think of the other players he's brought in yeah. that haven't lived up to the expectation. What did you make of, because you, you referenced uh, Andre Onana speaking after the game to Peter Schmeichel, where he essentially said, this is on me. He, he wanted to take ownership. He had told Peter, yeah. I want to talk. And then he went and to sought him talk. out, yes. Um, I mean, to me, I, th- I, I appreciated that. I, I was impressed by it. But from a, a mental standpoint, you know, I know, like, the goalkeeper position is an interesting one, and I know you know that well. I mean, it's a, if you, if you get into a bad headspace, it can be detrimental to the team. Am I wrong? They're a little different. Charlie? They are. You gotta be a Go- little different. I'm just, I just, different. I just wonder. Especially when they No, but yeah. I was gonna say, this, this, for me, it feels more like it falls on the coach. I mean, there are mental mistakes all over the pitch. I know Onana didn't have a great game, but there were mistakes all over that mm-hmm. 11. This now falls on the coach more than the players. Mm. Well, that first goal, you can't. You, you, you're playing on the road. It's Champions League. You have to come up with that save. Yeah. And you said it's at the tone that's for the whole game. Hug, though. How is that mistake on Ten Hag? No, not that specifically. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm uh, talking the whole night. In general. That's clearly, a pass. But that is a these, pass. This, in the oh. Champions League, when it's elite football, Tiny mistakes like that make the difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, Onana knew it. That's why he wanted to own up to the mistake and kind of just quell all the noise around by saying, hey, look, I made a mistake. This was on me. Because maybe Manchester United went in there thinking it's a game where we could have won. We saw that Bayern Munich isn't as strong. And perhaps Manchester United, this could have been an opportunity to at least escape from Bayern with a point. It's not easy to go to yeah. Bayern and win. Nobody has done so in the group stage in the longest time. And Byron's goalkeepers is oh my god. That's the area yeah. they need to improve in the most. So they both both goalkeepers had bad games. Is it, I hope Onana gets out of that bad mental space because mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of pressure 
put onto him when he came to fill in for David De Gea. Absolutely. And he hasn't delivered in Serie A. He was phenomenal. Andre Onana is a good goalkeeper. But he showed up to Manchester United. And, and has Manchester been good in United Champions He also had a back line. Yeah. True. Inter Milan. I mean, he didn't have Lindelof standing there's in front not a, of there's not a, there's no, a, There's nothing about security when you look at this back line yeah. for United. So it's, it's the, but there's individual mistakes. Who was it in that first game where he comes out and he punches somebody? Should have been a penalty kick. Got lucky there. He has conceded a lot. Um, hopefully he can turn that new leaf. In, in, oh, against Wolves, it was. It's, it's tough times at the beginning for Nana at United. Yeah, you're right. And as you said, Charlie, that, just, that, that goal kind of set the tone for the whole game. Um, all right, guys, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are chatting groups A and B in Champions League, diving into some highlights. Don't go anywhere. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The first time that this stadium has hosted Champions League football in six years. Erdogan, a bit of room for him. Tries a strike, it's stopped, comes back to Saka. It's Arsenal's first Champions League goal. They've only had to wait eight minutes to get it tonight. They're really up for this now. On and off the pitch. Zaha delivering another cross. Today! And Galatasaray have come back from the brink. And here is Kane, and here's Sammy! Oh, it's in! Awful howler by the goalkeeper! Andrea Nana should have stopped it! Welcome back to Morning Footy, presented by Degree. It won't let you down. Champions League match day one wrapped up yesterday. Here's a look at the results from groups A and B. As mentioned, Bayern Munich with a 4-3 win over Manchester United. Galatasaray 2-2 against Copenhagen. <gasps> look at Group B. Arsenal 4-0 over PSV. Welcome back to Champions League, Gunnar fans. And also Sevilla and Lens play to a 1-1 draw. Let's get to some highlights, starting with that Galatasaray-Copenhagen match. We pick this up later in the game. Yeah, Copenhagen actually started out winning 2-0, silencing the Istanbul crowd. Um, it was very unexpected, I would say, with the way that the game was going. Galatasaray was creating a bunch of chances, but then here in the 72nd minute, Elias Yelert gets a second yellow. It's a red card, and Galatasaray just started piling on the pressure. Sasha Bowie Oof. once links to Arsenal, the right back, with a great finish. Rocket. And then... Uh, the two players that were brought on uh, in the transfer window, it's Wilfred Zaha to Tete, who ends up winning man of the match, by the way, with that. Um, it's 2-2, but I am so wildly disappointed in this Galatasaray performance. Um, in the Turkish Super League, 
it's a league, funny enough, that there's so many chances created, but they don't finish. And it was almost like the same story translated into mm -hmm. the Champions League. But in the Champions League, that doesn't fly. Against Alanya Sport, you can create 10 chances, score two, because Alanya Sport is also going to miss opportunities. But not in the Champions League, not against Copenhagen, that maybe can smell the blood. Icardi had a one-on-one. -on -one. He should have scored it. There were moments that Galatasaray should have been up 2-0 to start the game within 30 minutes. And when you put a super team like this together... Galatasaray, yeah, they, they, they snagged a point in the end after being down 2-0, and you'll take it. But, but you're at home. at home in a group with Bayern and Manchester United, man. You had to win. It is two points lost for Galatasaray, shamefully, because they, they should have won. They, they were better than Copenhagen. Mm -hmm. They had more quality than Copenhagen I, on their squad. I will say, in this, this opening round of, of group play in the Champions League, some of these clubs have put on defensive masterclasses. Just being able to frustrate teams, capitalizing when they do get their one or two opportunities. Copenhagen is the inferior team of the two. That's, mm -hmm. There's no doubt about yeah. that. But they were able to capitalize on both on sides of halftime. Yeah, I and, wouldn't and say it was a defensive masterclass for them, no, though, no. because Galatasaray was... Was there? I can't believe Icardi didn't score. I can't believe Mert Keremak Turkulu had so many opportunities. Like it falls more on Galatasaray than virtuous defending from from Copenhagen. They took their, when they got their opportunity opportunities. Mm -hmm. They they did capitalize. Though. It felt well, like Galatasaray looked past Copenhagen, probably because of the bigger the bigger names in this group. They felt this is. This is an easy game. This should be an easy game. You're home. You would imagine that that would, crowd would pull you through. And Copenhagen took their chances. I mean, I've said the name two different ways, the way you say it. <laughs> well, everyone says Copenhagen here. Copenhagen, to all my people out there. There you go. Denmark. Um, it felt like they took an opportunity to, to sort of sucker punch them a little bit at the beginning of the match. It was a it's sucker punch. 100%. And it felt like Copenhagen took a moment. Uh, I'm sorry, Galatasaray took a moment to be like, oh, Oh, they came to play. Now we actually have to step no, up. No, it was just go a red card. That's what... It was, sure, it was, certainly. Yeah. But it, it felt like they sort of turned it on. Sasha Bowie also, 23 years old, absolutely incredible player. <sighs> to give him a chance... Again, you said it. Right back, scoring the goal, finding those opportunities, finding himself in the box, taking a strike when, uh, when the opportunity presents itself. What an absolutely incredible player. I don't player. know if they overestimated Copenhagen or, or underestimated them, excuse me, or disrespected them. Because Galatasaray knows what it's like to play in Europe. They understand mm -hmm. what's at, at, at stake here. They just weren't good enough to finish their chances. And it, it, it bites you in the butt at the end of the day. But defensively, they were stout. And then if you look at the Real madrid Union berlin yeah. game, that, for me, was a slow defensive class. That that was. Slow your roll. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but no, 100%. Union <laughs> berlin <laughs> All right, let's move it uh, along to Group B. We're going to get into some highlights from that Sevilla-Lons match. I think. Are we? <laughs> Why not? There we are. There we go. This this header by Lucas Ogampos is brilliant. The assist from the corner from Rakitic. Mind you, these are two teams that are god-awful at the moment. Uh, <laughs> Sevilla, I swear, I swear. Sevilla sits 17th. Tell me how you're really... No, no, no. Yeah. no you want to hear how god-awful they are? Yeah. Sevilla sits 17th out of 20th in La Liga, and Lens is dead last but the, in France. The excuse for Lens... Is they, they lost qualified for Champions League because they had two incredible players, Seiko Fofana and Luis and Openda, gone. and they're both gone. So yeah. I, that's to be expected. Fair. Sevilla, on the other hand, 
How about this? Got to be better. Forget Sevilla. Let's talk about Arsenal. Welcome back. Bukayo Saka making his Champions League debut. Go ahead, Cook. Eight minutes in, and my guy says, oh, hello, Champions League. I'm here, and I'm here to stay. And, I mean, Serginho Dest got put on skates. Leandro Trossard, you give him any opportunity, you give him a little bit of space, clinical. And you're just going to see just how good. Look at Odegaard, first of all. His ability to find the goal, absolutely incredible. And and Thierry Henry, before this match, broke down Arsenal and and Bakayo Saka's influence and how he was like, he's got to have a big match. He's ready for it. And boy, was he ready for Mm -hmm. it. And this is PSV. No disrespect to PSV, but this isn't Real Madrid or Manchester City. But you have to win these games. And last year in Europa League, PSV gave them trouble. Gave us fits. PSV beat you guys. Not now. 3-0. Not today. Or 2-0 at at their house. So what's the aggregate? 4-2 right now? Yeah, no. And and (laughs) Arsenal beat PSV at home in in the first fixture between these two teams. Arsenal's too good. Arsenal's going to walk through this group. Are you Congrats. Sur- Welcome back to the Champions League. Are you, oh, yeah. are you, were you surprised at all at how convincing this win was? How dominating No. I'll, I'll tell you what I was surprised by. My lack of full-on confidence that it would be easy. I said 3-1. That was my prediction. Mm-hmm. I felt there would still be some mistake at the end. I felt we would take control of the match, go up by two, and then we would give up a goal, and then we'd find a goal towards the end. That's kind of how I felt that would go. The fact that it never got to that point for PSV. We thought PSV yesterday. We all said yeah. they were going to score at one point. Yeah, we all thought they would score. I, the fact that it I never got to that, that point for PSV, the fact that Arsenal actually was able to lock it down, mm-hmm. that to me is what surprised me. Not that they played this You well. know the biggest change from Arsenal from the start of the year to now? Hmm. Well, they finally moved. Benny Blanco, Ben White, back to right back and went back to their two natural center backs that they had last season that were phenomenal together, and Saliba and Gabriel. So that is the biggest difference. And now they have a good understanding from the back. They built out of the backs. And Chenko didn't have the best of games. But ultimately, Declan Rice is set up to have success. And when you have Gabby Jesus leading the line, he is an absolute game changer. First start of the season for him. Great. Yeah. It's, it's a great confidence booster going into the weekend. North London Derby. North London Derby, Listen, yeah. we feel like for some reason Arsenal has skipped a beat since the end of last season where they were high flying. And if this serves as anything, as a confidence booster, to get back to where Arsenal can be, which is not too far off, that's like, oof, okay. Almost like they're back. This is the Arsenal that's been super scary. And to win 4-0. I know. Did you see how sm- smiley Arteta was after yes. the game? Oh, I was it's beautiful like, to see. He's glowing. Stadium singing his name. <laughs> uh, that's my guy. We got super maker. No, it was, it, was, it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, you could clearly, I mean, this, was, this, this meant a lot to him. This means yeah. a lot to him. It's a man on a mission right there. Gabriel so, Jesus to hey, come we're back. back. European nights. Yeah, 100%. Oh, back on Wednesdays, huh? Yes. Back on Wednesdays. Did you see the video of the Arsenal fan in the stands? Like, what it means? He was filling himself during the Champions League anthem. Oh, we got to look at it. I'm going to send it to the producers. The guy, he doesn't know the lyrics to the Champions League songs. He's there with either his son or his little brother. And he's just singing. And when it goes, let's go. It's like goosebumps, man. It's what it means. I love football fandom is the reason why we're all so into this. And it's awesome to see Arsenal fans happy and, and, and thriving and, and, and loving the music. It's, I it's appreciate great to you, see. man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am. Yeah, I was, I was on very Wednesday. happy for you both. Um, yeah. Charlie, we're going to chat some Real Madrid. I promised you we would. I told you to put a pin in it, but we're going to get to it. After a quick break, we're diving into groups C and D. Don't go anywhere. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, it's a perfect evening for football and the atmosphere excellent. It could drop for Martinez. He scores. Smash and grab here from Inter. Back in by Ferret Scalia. Osimhen is there and it's drilled in by Di Lorenzo. It's open now for Valverde. Welcome back. Continuing our Champions League conversation, here's a look at the match day one results from Group C and D. Napoli get the 2-1 win over Braga. Real Madrid 1-0 over Union Berlin in Group D. Real Sociedad and Inter Milan end in a 1-1 draw. And FC Salzburg get the 2-0 win over Benfica. Let's get into some highlights, starting with that Braga-Napoli match. Well, talk about a defensive masterclass. I don't know if you can call it that, but they were holding on. Especially Mateus Magallanes, the goalkeeper, was having a great game. And at the very end of the half, right when it hurts the most, Napoli goes up 1-0. But... Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Braga gets back into it. And you're thinking... Late. Na- Napoli are going to drop two points on the road in Champions League. But they just kept pushing and an own goal does them in. Yeah. <sighs> Who needed this more than their coach? Yeah, look like a lab scientist in that <laughs> white suit. Look who we can talk about here. Hey. Rodrigo, <laughs> off the post. It, it comes back to him. He, hits, he, hit, he hit it again. Just Rodrigo just was unlucky in this match. <gasps> I mean, Madrid pushing, pushing, doing everything they can. And Union Berlin were stout. They, they were, were playing so, so well close. defensively. So close to a, a, a perfect defensive game so until that lucky. happened. And Jude Bellingham, who else? Oh. Who else? Wearing the number five, gets the goal. He was playing with such grace. The way he can defend and in transition. He's playing a little bit higher with Real Madrid than, than what he did with Dortmund. Mm-hmm. And I love how he is just so influential in every part uh, of the game when Real Madrid either have the ball, they don't have the ball, in transition, set pieces. He's... It looks like he's played there for 10 years. Unbelievable. Plays with such grace and humility, as you say. It's, it's just so overpowering mm. watching him play and, and how he's just taken this opportunity and said, this is mine, this is my squad. Yeah. He, to use a word Susanna used, uh, composed. The composure this man has at this age, I don't even 20. have like 30% of it at my age. Even the way he speaks <laughs> yeah. and the way he addresses mm-hmm. the media, the way he carries himself, it, it's almost as if he knows that he is destined to be a star. 
in this game. Jamie Carragher yesterday on the Champions League coverage compared his arrival at Real Madrid to Zidane's, which is saying something. I mean, Zidane, the way we speak about Zinedine Zidane as one of the greatest to ever do it, and Jamie Carragher inferring that Jude Bellingham could be on that same type of trajectory. He could become one of the best to ever play the games. And I'm curious to yeah. get your, your thoughts if, if you agree, if you think that we are just kind of seeing that, that little tiny beginning seed of, of what this young man is going to become. Uh, yes, he's on the right path to becoming one of the greatest to play that position, no doubt. But he's got a few things to check off the list on his way to trying to become someone but like Zidane Zidane. He has all the tools and the yeah. right mindset to do Yes, so. but he's got to do it for club and country. For sure. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about a, a young player, 20 years old, to come to Real Madrid and play the way he does and scoring goals and defending and connecting passes, it, it is at a level unseen for a 20-year-old to come to that type of club, coming from Dortmund where he was already playing well and showing that he can have success at this level. He did it in the World Cup with England. It's, he's showing that he's got the caliber to become one of the greatest players of all time. But consistency, longevity, and just continuing to build off of what he's already done, the, all the signs are pointing to him becoming someone of that, that nature. He's humble. He's chivalrous. He's a gentleman, like chivalrous. a knight, a future knight of football. And... Almost like a Roman soldier. Almost like a Roman, not even a Roman soldier. Like he's, he knows he's going to usurp the throne at one point and, and be the king. He has everything in his power <laughs> to, to grab world football by the horns and say, this, the next generation, now it's Mbappe, Haaland, and it just feels like when we're ushering in this new generation, Jude Bellingham has everything that it takes to be a poster boy. And, man. How close are you to adding a third name to that argument? Mbappe, Holland, Jude Bellingham. Are, we, for, are we forgetting Vinicius Jr.? And, 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 no, and Vinny. Oh, I didn't forget him. The, the way that he I carries himself, it just, there's not that many footballers that know the responsibility on his shoulders mm -hmm. and almost the obligation to perform. But the way that you carry yourself into matches, I think it speaks a lot about the way he was raised. So all credit to his family and his, his context that surrounds him. Because to be this mature at 20 years old, you don't usually see it. I almost don't buy it. Like, I want to look through his group <laughs> yeah. chats. Like, give me something where you've just been an obnoxious 20-year-old because you can't be this composed. It's like he's running for office every time he's on the pitch. I'm like, this can't be real. Mm -hmm. On top of that, a Louis Vuitton model. I mean, so at least something I have with him. Fashion. You know? It's like you want to hate him, but you just can't. Oh no, no I don't. I don't want to hate him. He's, he's you know, perfect. What they used to say, like every every woman wants to be with him, and every guy, guy wants, wants to, be to be him. him. Remember yeah. that you said that. Yeah. He's one of those he types of people. He is that. He is. He is a, a special special player. It's going to be fun to watch. All right, guys, let's get to some Group D highlights. We're going to start with that Benfica Red Bull Salzburg match. Yeah. Red cards, guys. Oh, Red cards. So we, this is, he knew what he did as soon as he did it. Yeah, watch his face, watch his face. No. So he it, yeah. But he didn't do it on purpose. It what do you mean? He, 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 he didn't do it on purpose. He, play, he was of playing volleyball. He no, he didn't. He was playing volleyball. It hits off the crossbar. No, no he, he did it on purpose. Nico. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Why Simich, it Simich gets the what score. Do you mean he, did it, he didn't do it on purpose. He 100% oh, did it on purpose. 
Because it hits the, he's tracking it down. It hits the crossbar, and it's too quick. It's and just it hits so unfair. I'm not You're out of your mind. Uh, yeah, I'm not they, standing for this. They neither. were out of that so early on. All right, here is Real Sociedad. They were tenacious, and Breitz Mendes hopped on this one. Uh, Bastoni had no clue what he was doing coming out of the back, and they held on as much as they could. La Real Sociedad, the atmosphere was pumping at Anoeta. And it's Lautaro Martinez grabbing the bull from the horns. Mm-hmm. Davide Fratesi comes in and makes that pass, and it's your, your fellow countryman. Yep. Good for him. Um, I La Real impressed me. Yeah, me too. I can't stop talking about how good Takafuso Kubo is, man. Oh, oh my God. Baller. <laughs> I thought you were messing with me. No, no, no. he is. Baller. He is destined for greatness. Baller. I don't know what. I don't. Look, some some club will pluck him from uh, La Real. I don't know who, but it's going to be a very big club, and they're going to be very thankful they did. He, he had opportunities with big clubs when he was younger because he went through Real Madrid and Barcelona, mm-hmm. and now he's at La Real Sociedad, where he's thriving at this point. This is like a great place for players to go and sort of find themselves. Young players. Yeah, Odegaard mm-hmm. sort of came of age. Isak. Griezmann. Vela. Yeah, Vela. Wow, I forgot about Vela. I mean, this is a great, this is a great uh, Real Sociedad. Claudio Bravo. Uh, not David Moyes, unfortunately, um, as a coach. But uh, it's a great, it's, wow. a, it's a great place. <laughs> to stray. Yeah, for no reason. There was zero reason <laughs> for it. Literally, you know, exactly you know who did find himself as a coach at La Real Sociedad? Xavi Alonso in the youth system. Oh. Yeah, it's a great place. Takafuso Cuba, man. I don't know where he's going to end up. Hey, not Arsenal because we got Saka, but... Then they could have iced it yesterday. La Real Social are tenacious. And to consider that Inter were not producing offensively after having scored five goals, cinque gol, against Milan in a, a freaking derby to I, then go were, to the Champions League and, and, and struggle I to I feel score. like these were unexpected results in Yeah, none of us gave Salzburg a shot either. No. 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 But, uh, but I knew that this was going to be a difficult group because Real Sociedad, along with Benfica and Inter, you didn't know who would finish top two. I didn't who, who saw who, so have you changed Red your Bull mind? Salzburg. Have you changed your mind as to who you think will emerge? I think Benfica makes it through. Benfica started to try to do what they do in the sometimes in the in these big matches. <laughs> I can see they try to draw they try to draw the other team into a red, a couple of yellows, and they were getting close to it. I changed my mind on Benfica just on this first game. <laughs> yeah, if you lose your first game at home, it puts it's you in tough. a very tough position going forward. La Real is great. I think it'll be eventually. It'll be, tweet, be a tight finish between Benfica and La Real. Okay. Nah. Fuck you think yeah. Salzburg can do it? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to nah. I like that. That was, that was perfectly timed. Nah. nah. Um, all right, guys. We're going to take a break. We are chatting some midweek MLS action when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. 